Hello and welcome to Holistic Health Chats, a podcast where we chat about all things holistic women's health and everything in between. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, a women's health nutritionist with a focus on helping women to heal holistically and live pain and symptom free. I'm so happy that you've made your way here. Tune in every week so we can listen, learn and be inspired together. Before you go anywhere, I wanted to let you know about a new quiz I have available. If you have PCOS, you're going to want to listen to this. I've created a quiz to help you work out what type of PCOS you have. You see, the mistake many women are making with their PCOS is what I like to call the throw spaghetti at the wall strategy, which basically means you're doing all the things and getting none of the results. So I've created this quiz to help you unpack what's driving your PCOS so that you can get the right test done and then implement not all, but just the strategies that are actually going to make a difference for you. To take the quiz, all you need to do is head to www.selendouglas.com dot com forward slash PCOS hyphen quiz, or you can also find the link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It's me, just me today. Uh, I'm going to be doing a few more episodes like this. So hopefully you like this kind of style. In this episode, we're getting right into it and we're talking all about what to think about if you are considering coming off birth control, but you have PCOS and you're worried about the symptoms that you might experience once you come off that. So some key things that we are going to go through in this episode today is really the four key things that I work through with my clients, um, both in the program and one-on-one to really help reduce um, any of these symptoms, the unwanted symptoms of PCOS that can really erupt after you stop birth control. So we're going to go through those things. Um, It can be super daunting if you went on birth control to help manage your PCOS symptoms. When you consider coming off it, I think one of the um, big things that my clients really struggle with is anxiety and worry around the symptoms returning because a lot of the symptoms of PCOS are very unhideable. Things like acne, unwanted hair growth, and if you are one of the PCOS types, which also suffers with um, weight loss resistance, these are all things that are very difficult to hide, of course, and that can lead to a lot of feelings of anxiety and distress around the thought of coming off the pill, which I completely understand. There are, of course, other forms of birth control um, and really when we're talking about uh, these different strategies, which I'm going to go through, it does apply really to any kind of birth control. But specifically, I am going to be going through really the um, the birth control pill, so the oral contraceptive pill, because I do find it is the most common prescription for PCOS, so the most relevant to majority, which is why I'm really going to be focusing in on that. Now, the reason that the birth control pill is so commonly prescribed and can be very effective for PCOS is because 
some pills are anti-androgenic. And if we consider that the primary feature defining characteristic of PCOS is those high androgens, so that collection of hormones, including testosterone, androstenedione, and DHEAS being elevated and causing those PCOS symptoms, then of course, something which is anti-androgenic is actually going to reduce the symptoms that you would experience um, from having PCOS. So, That's really the premise behind why it is prescribed. Now, of course, if you're not new here, you know probably already I'm probably talking to preaching to the choir. There are a number of issues with using a strategy like this. And, you know, if you are on the pill, if you've taken it, I'm not saying that you have done the wrong thing for you. Ultimately, you know your body better than I do. And I always want to empower you with that because um, I think that the conventional medical system likes to think that they know their body better than you, but the reality is you do. Um, however, there are a lot of issues with um, using the pill as kind of a solve all. A, because if you are using it for symptom management, um, then it's, you know, I'm not going to see a guarantee, but more than likely that you are just going to experience a recurrence of those symptoms once you come off the pill. So, I mean, are we really solving anything? No, we're actually just delaying the problem for a later date. And the other huge issue around this is that um, most women that come off birth control, especially in their later 20s or early 30s, come off it because they want to have a baby. And the problem with this is that if you've done nothing to address your PCOS symptoms properly um, and you come off birth control, which was obviously just suppressing the issue that whole time, you're going to have, or you're more likely, I don't want to use black and white language, you are more likely to have issues in conceiving. And that is a problem when there are a array, a huge array of things that we could have done earlier to better um, manage, um, reduce those symptoms and ultimately, um, you know, reignite ovulation and all of that, which goes on with PCOS. So um, I do understand why the pill is used. Um, I also understand why it can be effective, but I think we really need to move away from using it as a cure-all for PCOS because it cures nothing um, and it really just delays the problem for another day. It really is that equivalent of sweeping the problem under the rug. Um, And if fertility and having babies is something that you want, then ultimately you're just putting off a problem that you're going to have to deal with later. And I've said this time and time again, But you need to start thinking about your fertility, especially if you have something like PCOS before you actually want to fall pregnant, because a lot of clients come to us and they want to have a baby yesterday. It's actually a lot easier to work with um, your PCOS symptoms when you don't have that um, added level of stress and anxiety around the goal um, as you do when you want something as important as having a baby super soon. So um, if you do want a baby super soon, of course, it's never too late. But um, if you are listening to this earlier on and you're thinking, yeah, you know, I do want to have a baby, but it's three to five years away, don't put yourself into that category of thinking that's a problem for another day is what I'm trying to say. It is something to start thinking about now before you want that to happen immediately. Um, 
dealing with symptoms or thinking about coming off the pill can be very overwhelming um, because the pill does a great job often at suppressing those symptoms. Um, So let's get into it. Here are a few of the things which I recommend and the process really that I work through with um, our clients inside of the program and also one-on-one to help mitigate and reduce, really ease that experience of coming off the pill. So number one is looking at finding out your PCOS root cause. And when we're saying root cause, this term obviously gets thrown around quite a lot in the health space. Um, Really, the way to think about this is when someone has symptoms, we are always thinking as practitioners, but why? But why, but why, but why? And we will continue to ask ourselves that question until we get to the highest level issue. So as an example, PCOS, okay, you've got that label, but why? What's actually going on that is triggering those PCOS genes to be expressed? There are a few different common, what we call root causes, and these are like your top level issues of PCOS. So insulin resistance is super common. It's estimated around 80% of PCOS cases um, come along with insulin resistance. And It's important to find that out and address it because those high levels of insulin or that high level of insulin, I should say more correctly, is triggering um, excess testosterone production in the ovaries. And as I said, to begin the podcast, that androgen excess is that key defining feature of PCOS, right? So we go, okay, PCOS, we've got the high testosterone and then we continue to ask, but why, right? And so we're looking for that top level issue, whether it's insulin resistance, um, inflammation, thyroid issues, um, even you know adrenal issues, which in- inflammation is really wrapped up in all of those things. But um, we're looking for that top tier issue and um, categorizing you in that. Now you can get started finding this out before you even come off the pill, and that is something that I do recommend because ultimately, if we can work out that you have insulin resistance or you have a problem with your thyroid or whatever it is, then we can actually start implementing some really key strategies now to address that root cause and ultimately reduce the expression of your PCOS before you even come off the pill. So that's not to say that you won't get any symptoms coming off, but it is a really, really great idea to look at implementing that kind of thing earlier so that you are really doing your best to minimize um, those symptoms. Number two, um, which I've kind of covered, is really once we know that root cause, what are we doing to address it? So if you have insulin resistance, it's like, okay, great. How severe is it? And now what strategies are we implementing to address that? And it is going to be unique to you because when we look at something like insulin resistance, sometimes it is uh, 100% a dietary problem. Sometimes it is, you know, part diet, part stress and what's going on there in the nervous system. So it's really understanding, okay, now we know you have insulin resistance and again, asking, but why? And looking at you as an individual and working out why you have that insulin resistance and then ultimately developing that strategy to correct that top level issue. And that will include most likely dietary changes, often lifestyle modifications, supplements, and, you know, 
when we're looking at problems with the nervous system or the stress response, even incorporating other modalities such as acupuncture, kinesiology, maybe even psychology or seeing a psychotherapist can ultimately be beneficial as well. But the thing to understand here is your strategy should really be tailored to you as an individual, your needs, your goals, um, and also what's doable for you. Okay. So if you are a new mom, for example, like I am, and you don't have a lot of time um, for yourself, you don't have a lot of time to make meals, then of course, the things that are going to be more tailored to you uh, may look very different to someone who is in their early 20s and has all of the time. Equally, if you are someone who, you know, um, has a larger budget for certain foods and things. Again, it's really tailoring that thing to you. Um, Number three is looking at addressing any micronutrient deficiencies. So it's very well known that the birth control pill can deplete several vitamins and minerals, including B vitamins, magnesium, and zinc. Um, It's really essential that we want to look at addressing these deficiencies either before you're coming off or that we know about them. And so we are really clear and proactive around addressing these deficiencies. The reason it's important is because these micronutrients are essentially the currency that your body runs off. When we have deficiencies in these, the simplest way to understand it is that you're going to be under-functioning as a whole, as a system. So, um, for example, our B vitamins and magnesium are extremely important for ensuring that our insulin receptors actually work properly. So again, when we're looking at something like insulin resistance and asking that question, but why, this will be one of the things that can play into it. So if someone is, you know, um, yes, there's the dietary factors around carbohydrates and insulin sensitivity, but then there's also some really stark B vitamin deficiencies because you've been on the pill for a really long time um, and that person has a really significant stress load and they're not taking any magnesium. These are all additional factors which are going to mean that your insulin is uh, receptors are, are under-functioning and, and don't actually have the raw materials that they need in order to function correctly. Nutrients like zinc, for example, are really effective at helping to reduce the effects of high androgens. And I want to flag here that what I don't recommend doing is going and Googling, okay, so what supplements work for PCOS as an example, and then taking all of them. I see this all the time. The clients come to us and they are taking all but the kitchen sink and they're really not even sure what those supplements are doing, what changes they're seeing, or even if those supplements are suitable for them. Really, the only supplement I look at including without looking at blood testing is magnesium within the spectrum of nutrients. Of course, there are other things that we can look at, but we want to include tailored supplementation as well as tailored dietary changes as well. This is super, super important, Um, but correcting those micronutrient deficiencies, I cannot tell you enough how important that is. These nutrients make a difference for things like your mental health, your cravings, how you respond to stress, all of these things, which ultimately make you function better and lead to a better life, increased quality of life. Supporting your detox pathways is number four. This is absolutely key. We need to understand that the liver and the gut play a crucial role in detoxifying hormones and other toxins from the body. So if you're someone, for example, that 
has been told that, yes, you meet the criteria for PCOS, but your androgens aren't actually that high. I hear this quite a lot. Number one, I would really question whether we are applying generic reference ranges, which are way too wide and do not um, promote optimal health, or are we actually using optimal reference ranges? If you're not sure what optimal reference ranges are and what I'm referring to here, um, we do have an amazing PCOS um, blood testing guide and download. So if you head to the show notes, you will see a link to a quiz, take the quiz, and we will send you through our testing guide or you can also head to selendouglas.com forward slash PCOS hyphen quiz um, and take it there and you will be sent um, that uh, all our testing recommendations as well as optimal reference ranges. So if you are someone that has um, it doesn't have the androgen excess on blood testing but does actually have all of the symptoms, then it's possible that you have impairments in your detoxification pathways um, and essentially your body is not excreting those androgens effectively, which is meaning that you're still getting those symptoms. So the way that I picture and explain to my clients these detoxification pathways is that you want to imagine the liver and the gut like a two-tiered or really rather a three-tiered um, drain. This is how I picture it because I'm a very visual learner. I talk a lot with my hands, which I'm doing right now, which you can't see. But the reason it's three-tiered is within our liver, we've got phase one, phase two detoxification within our gut. Um, this is really like thinking about it as the third step. So Within the liver, you've got phase one, phase two detoxification. And there are certain, again, linking this back to our micronutrients, micronutrients, which we really need to ensure that those liver pathways are working as well as they possibly can. So I'm going to give you an example here. Our phase one liver pathway really relies on iron in order to um, clear our hormones properly. So the enzymes that actually regulate that phase one liver pathway rely on iron. So let's just give you a little example here. If you are um, iron deficient, and that can be for a broad variety of reasons, maybe you have really heavy periods, maybe you have problems with your gut, maybe you don't um, eat enough um, iron containing foods, there are lots of different reasons, um, and you're iron deficient, then there can be an impairment in that phase one liver pathway, which can ultimately mean that your hormones and toxins as well, so even things like alcohol, um, are not being cleared effectively. And so, again, we want to optimize those pathways, and that comes from um, a variety of different ways and ultimately depends on the problem. So if we've got problems with our um, nutrients and we can see that you've maybe got deficiencies in things like iron, in folate, in B12, um, we already know that that liver is going to be having difficulty in functioning optimally. So... This is something that we really want to address. And just a little side note here, when we're thinking about the gut, um, you know, if you have something overt and obvious like constipation going on, and just as a definition here, you should be having somewhere between one to three complete bowel movements daily that is feeling completely evacuated like you don't still need to go. If you are not experiencing that, then you are constipated and you do have a problem with your detoxification pathways. I hear all the time, but that's just my normal. It's been like that for years. Um, it's not normal. You need to be having that bowel movement one to three times daily in order to be clearing hormones and toxins from your body properly. Um, so if you're not experiencing that, then you absolutely have a problem with your detoxification pathways and we want to work on that. 
the major point to think about here is that when we are looking at those detoxification pathways, liver and gut, thinking about it as that three-tiered drain, we want to make sure that the entire drain is working well, okay? Because if you have a problem with your um, the third tier, so looking at the gut, if there is a problem there, but we really focus on upregulating phase one and phase two de- detoxification in the liver, well, we're actually just going to be making the problem worse because we are going to be throwing more hormones, more toxins into the gut when it already cannot cope. Conversely, if we do a wonderful job at upregulating gut function and making sure that part of the detoxification chain is working beautifully, but we are not doing what we need to to address liver function, well, again, we're going to have the same problem. So, In summary, that was a lot of information. I spoke very fast. Um, If you have PCOS and you are thinking of coming off birth control, it can be super scary to think about the symptoms that you might get. But ultimately, if you feel that this is the right decision for you, there are some really key, simple, not necessarily easy, but simple strategies um, and a pathway to follow that you can look at implementing to really help manage your symptoms um, and really ease that experience of coming off the pill. And ultimately, it's a journey. It's going to take time. But how amazing to think that you could end up in a place off birth control when you're really um, considerably reducing and or resolving your PCOS symptoms, which is absolutely possible. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, want to chat to me, my DMs on Instagram are always open for you. So come over, say hi. I always love listening and and hearing your feedback. Um, I love hearing that people are listening to the show because it can definitely feel like sometimes you're talking to yourself, although I do see all the downloads. So I know it isn't me talking to myself, but come over, say hi on Instagram, And yeah, let's continue the conversation there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holistic Health Chats. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and review in iTunes, as this allows me to help more women just like you. Holistic Health Chats is not intended to replace medical advice. So please consult with your practitioner before making any changes to your current health. If you are ready to take your health to the next level and would like some personalized support, the next step is booking in for a complimentary health chat. Please head to selendouglas.com forward slash book for more information.